How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. That draws us to your blessing tonight. We are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. First Corinthians chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Now, in First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1, you notice one of the letter one of the words in the scripture is in italics gifts is in actually in italics if you have a good bible and that means that the word gifts is not originally in the it's not translated it was not a word that was translated by the um, translators but the publishers of the Bible inserted it so as to make the scripture make meaning or make sense as well. So, this scripture should actually say now concerning spirituals. Concerning spirituals, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. So, in this camp, me in this, I said this camp meeting, in this, and it and it holds for the camp meeting that is coming. You know. I want to push you more towards spirituals and spirituality. Okay? Because really, the church is the only organization for spirituals. The banks, Gimpa, Legon, Tech, Zenith University and all the other universities and other secular schools are doing a great job of helping you to move forward academically and in economics, social science, 
medicine, law, and so on. Here, I want us to go more spiritual. What do you think? So it says, now, concerning spirituals, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. I don't want you to be ignorant at all. Now, verse 2. Actually, verse 2 and verse 3 is good for you to skip verse 2 and verse 3 when you are reading 1 Corinthians 12 because it actually disconnects you from the topic. Alright? So when we skip verse 2 and verse 3, so when I'll read verse 1 again and then we'll jump to verse 4. Okay? But it's still there. You don't have to delete it, but it just skip it in this reading. Alright? Okay. Now concerning spirituals, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Okay? Fantastic. Now, now there are diversities, diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are diverse, so there are different types of gifts. Are the same spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord, amen. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Amen? Now, lift up your hands and close your eyes and ask God to show you something that He has not showed you up until today that he should work in you by his spirit today in a special way Lord thank you Father we are grateful in Jesus' name, amen. Now, in verse 4, concerning spirituals, he says, there are diversities of gifts. So now, as you are operating in spiritual things, I need you to expect different types of gifts. Okay? Then, number 2, Expect different types of administrations. So it's like with the Holy Spirit, you don't only have a gift, but you have an administration. That's amazing. Then number three, you have diversities of operations. So there are operations of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can do have an operation. Operating, maneuvering. 
What is an operation? Operation is a great, well thought through intervention. A great intervention. If they are doing an operation on you to remove something, great, well thought through intervention in your life of the Holy Spirit. And then manifestation, like a sign that the Holy Spirit is present. This is amazing. Now, after that, he mentioned all these working of miracles, prophecies, diverse kinds of tongues, and so on, which is fantastic. Now, apart from this, right, I'm just trying to bring your mind that to this, that he's given four things. Gifts, administrations, operations, manifestations. They are all different things. All of the Holy Spirit. So expect great things. Amen. Now, the other thing is that the Holy Spirit has a lot to do with many things that you wouldn't have originally thought were from the Holy Spirit. And one of them is wealth. So today I'm sharing with you about the spirituality of wealth. The spirituality of wealth. And concerning spirituals, I I wouldn't want you to be ignorant. The spirituality of wealth. All right? Are you there? You are leaving. Now, if you don't get anything from today, I want you to get the fact that wealth is greatly spiritual. Wealth. It's very spiritual. And I know that most people think that wealth is natural. But that's what I'm trying to show you today. That indeed, wealth is spiritual. Spiritual. I know that people go to work for money. People study hard my economics. Hmm? People work very hard. But I can tell you that wealth is Spiritual. Wealth is what? Spiritual. Amen. Wealth is spiritual. So, if you are going to be wealthy, you know, I believe that it is a divine decision for you to be wealthy. Other than that, no matter the work you do, 
basically you will basically um, eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Which is the lot of most people. Eat, drink, live. Tomorrow we die and go as we came. Naked I came and naked I returned. When you were born, did you have anything? So if you die without anything, it's almost equal to how you came. When you came, you came with nothing. Why do you want to go with something? (laughs) The spirituality of wealth. Proverbs 10. 22. I, I want to show it to you from the Bible. And I want you to believe in the spirituality of wealth. Concerning spirituals, I will not have you ignorant. And this is one of them. The spirituality of wealth. Wealth is very spiritual. Now notice, the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Right? And the blessing is a spiritual thing. Very spiritual. The blessing is like a gift, an administration, an operation, a gift. A manifestation of the Lord It makes a person Rich Unless you want to spiritualize this rich Unless it makes him spiritually rich Which is also possible But I think he's talking about Riches You want to take it as Spiritual riches or physical riches Which one do you choose Physical riches It's really up to you I mean you can choose whichever one you want Huh? Blessing of the Lord. Spirituality of wealth. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Turn to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew 4. Verse 7 Or verse 8 Again the devil taketh him up Into an exceeding high mountain And showeth him All the kingdoms of the world And the glory of them He showed him America Ghana, Japan Huh? Germany, Switzerland, Dubai, Singapore. Mention the nations, please. Huh? Let's look at Luke chapter 4, verse 5, also gives another. What do you call it on it? It says, The devil taketh him up into a high mountain and showed him all 
the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. So in one moment, he gave him a flash of all the countries in the world in a moment of time. And then notice, he said, and he said, all this power I will give to thee and the glory of them, the power of these countries and the glory of these countries. I will give it to you for that it is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. Now that's serious. (laughs) It has a lot of implications. Ukraine, Russia, China, Germany, India, Ghana, Brazil, Guyana, Colombia, Panama, Australia, in a moment. And the power of these countries and the glory of these countries. Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Switzerland, beautiful, beautiful Switzerland, huh? France, in a moment, Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur. Tokyo, Manila, Jakarta, Indonesia, all, and the power, and the beauty. And he said, it has been delivered to me. It is delivered to me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it the spirituality of wealth. So you can see that wealth has its origins in spiritual things and beings. Yes. Wealth has its origins in spiritual beings. Because the devil took him up in a moment and showed the kingdoms of the world. London, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Scotland, Israel. Now, it is in African countries that you don't see skyscrapers. I mean, one of the places I remember I was quite shocked was when I first went to New York many years ago. When you go into the downtown area of America, of New York and you see the high buildings and you have lanes like this going and coming 
very, 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 very tall on the left and on the right. Goes for miles. This way, this way. It's, it's, it's awesome. You can understand Osama Bin Laden why he was so angry. So, so jealous. Try to pull down some of these things. Huh? So, all the cities of the world have tried to mimic this wealth. And it takes a lot of money to build something like that. You build one ground, one, two, three, four, five. To have a ten-story building. Ten stories. It's not a small thing. Ten. Remember when I was in Korea the first time, the tallest building was 63 floors. It was called the 63 building. And it's, it's a, World Trade Center was 110. I went to the top, very top, before it, it blew it down. 110. Yeah. Floors. No, no rooms, 110 floors. Can you imagine an aeroplane so big it goes into it, doesn't move. The building doesn't move. And all the people in the building who are below and even above are not dead. They are able to walk down and all that. A, a, a huge plane like British Airways or Air France flying at top speed, flies into it and it stands there. It doesn't move. Just a little shaking. And I was like, no, it's a massive thing. It came down because the explosion, the fuel melted the steel. That's why it, that's why it came down. But it was it's so strong, so big. Blows a little with the wind and stays solid. And Satan showed all this to Jesus and said, It's mine. It is mine. So you can understand the use of wealth in our world. Why it is used for what it is used for. One nuclear bomb, one missile, one missile, one cruise missile, so many million dollars, bullets, arms, drugs. I mean, everything. There's enough money to solve all the problems of the world hundred times over. But it will never be used for that because of the person who is controlling the money. Do you understand? Yes. Even in Ghana, we have so much money, it doesn't even make sense. The things we have a problem. You imagine that from since 1957 up till today, there is no road that connects Accra and Kumasi continuously. I mean, one lane going and one lane coming. Are you trying to say that in 60 years, all the money, the country that this money has had, could not construct the road from Accra to Kumasi. Please. Let's be serious. <laughs> Tell somebody, let's be serious, eh? No. No. It's not true. It's not true. All these years, look at the road we have here. This is a top area. This is a top area. This is a Dadaba zone. We've come to a Dadaba area. Look at it. 
it shows how the and the money is here. There are people who have the kind of wealth that people have in Ghana. You cannot imagine. And the footballers, the money they earn, the money they have. Yes, you wonder what is going on. And we have Ghanaian footballers. So the spirituality of wealth is real. Money and wealth have great spiritual origins. And the origin of wealth is not necessarily in hard work and in intelligence and so on as we think. But it's also spiritual. That is why even the places which have so much money, like a country which has a very high murder rate is America. One of the countries, the highest murder rates, the killing of people daily is America. Yeah. If you want to watch films on crime, how people are murdered, investigations, it's all America. Yes. Is it not amazing? And the wealth that they have is used to make arms and this and that. And fantastic. But it's because of the origin of the wealth on the earth. So I want you, the Bible says that concerning spirituals, I would not have you ignorant. So don't be ignorant about wealth, okay? Now, let's go on. And as I go on, I prophesy over you. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Now, God bless Abraham. In Genesis 13, verse 1. And Abraham went out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Why was he very rich? Why was he very rich? Because God blessed him. Amen. And he went on the and went on his journeys, all right? And the 6 And the land was not able to bear them. He was with Lot, verse 5. And Lot also went with Abraham and had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together. For their substance was very great so that they could not dwell together. Now, the first sign of wealth is when the land recognizes you have come. The land. So if there is no plot of land, which has recognized that you came into this world. Then, you see, because these are the origins of wealth. Original wealth always reflects in the land. That's why we call it real estate. Wealth is recognized not in stocks, bonds, even in cash. But the land could not bear them. The land must not be able to bear you. Because of your house that is here. And your presence that is here. 
and there and there and there. The land must know that you are here. So if there is no plot of land which have recognized that you have arrived, you have not yet experienced wealth. That's why we encourage you to build houses and stop deceiving yourself with fake prosperity, imagined wealth. So the land is going to recognize you soon. Now the land he has recognized, even in our crowd, the land has recognized that the church is here. The land feels us. Even here, the land has felt our presence. And it's feeling that they cannot bear us. Because we are here. Our cars, our churches, our church buildings, the land will not be able to bear you for the wealth and the blessing that is coming away. Hallelujah. Now, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Galatians 3. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham, this the blessing of Abraham, which makes you so rich that the land cannot bear you, might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the blessing of Abraham is promised on Gentiles, which is Ghanaians. Gentiles are another way of saying Ghanaians or Nigerians, whatever you are from, wherever you are from. Add your name to your country to that place. South Africans. Wow. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So spiritually, everything that is called a blessing of Abraham is destined for you. For you. For you. And for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. So this blessing of Abraham that is coming on uh the Gentiles, is coming on you. It's headed in your directions, headed your way. And one of the blessings is riches. You see, again, I'm trying to point to you the spirituality of wealth. You know, I'll tell you, I wouldn't lie to you because, you know, I've been working for years. I went to medical school. I went to university for seven years. I didn't go to university for three years, like most of these art students, three years course and so on. I went to university for seven years. Do you understand? And I've been working hard. So if, if, and I, I can see that you can go to school and school and school and school. If you, if there's a certain spiritual orientation of a certain blessing doesn't come your way, it won't amount to what you think it will amount to. The plenty school will not lead to what you think it will lead to. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That school is good, but you will find out that the school and what you, whatever you are thinking you are will not lead to what you think you will get. Yeah. True. 
You may be doctor, lawyer, what? I don't know what your professor. Professors of economics, go and see them. They are there. Many of them are struggling. All right? Are you still around or you are leaving? So, I'm trying to explain to you, I want you to be spiritual. I don't want you to be carnal or naturally minded. But I want you to believe in spiritual things. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 15. Let's look at it together. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Fantastic. Let's read from verse 12. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full, and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, that's money, eh? That's real money. And all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up. Huh? And thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee out forth from the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. Verse 16. Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not that he might humble thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. Verse 17. And thou say in thine heart, you see, when you start to prosper, this is what we say. That's why I'm trying to explain to you the spirituality of world. That almost every prosperous person says this, Deuteronomy 8.17. Almost every prosperous person, somebody who has a car, their business is working, things are going on. This is what they say. Deuteronomy 8.17 is what they say. They say in their heart. They don't say it. Most of them don't say it out loud, but they, they think so. That my power and the might of my hand, you see, have gotten me this wealth. This is the unspoken mind of almost everybody who experiences some level of success and prosperity. My power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. You see, even the church, I could say, my power and the might of my hand and my hard work and my whatever preaching and my this has gotten the wealth and strength of the church. It's easy to say that and it's easy to think that because you can see yourself working hard. But this is, this is a fatal mistake. It's like Lucifer in heaven. You see, the original sin, there are many theories about the original sin. What was the first sin? Was the first sin to eat the apple? Was the first sin to listen to your wife? Was the first sin to obey a woman? Because somebody said the first sin was somebody obeyed a woman. And he said that every coffin you see coming down the road is caused by a woman. You know, I mean, there are so many theories about what the original sin is. On a bonichon. But... <laughs> It's just analysis that people have. But I believe that the original sin 
is the sin of pride that was found in Lucifer. Because Lucifer was proud and forgot that he had been created. So he rose up against God. And so he seeks to impart that nature to everybody. So almost any sin, you know, it has pride elements in it. You know, one day I was, I was with an Assemblies of God pastor from America. And he was telling me, I serve on the highest board. He told me I serve on the highest board in, in, in Assemblies of God at that time, many years ago. And he said to me, I have sat on cases. I think when there's a, a pastor has a problem, they sit on the case. Like to discuss what, the, what is the problem and how to resolve it. And what to do with the pastor. You know, because when a pastor has a problem, it's not so easy to resolve it. So, he said, I've sat on 1,500 cases. 1,000. So since I, I, I was on this seven-member board, I've sat on 1,500 cases of pastoral problems. And he said, there is one thing that is common to every single case. And I was expecting him to say, lust or fornication. No, no, he said, pride is the common denominator in every pastoral problem that he has sat on 1,500 cases. And it's true. You can hardly find anybody having a problem, a sin, where you can connect it to pride. So Satan seeks to impart to you pride. Yes. Bigness. Confidence that is not from God. You know, it's a very dangerous thing. So, almost everybody who is successful says Deuteronomy 8.17. I want you to write it in your notes somewhere. Almost everybody who is successful says Deuteronomy 8.17. Hey, and write me, I never say Deuteronomy 8.17. That my power and the might of mine hand have gotten me this wealth. All right? So write it down so that one day when you feel very powerful and successful, you see that there was a prophecy warning you that don't join the song and say, my power and my hand has gotten me this way. That's what Europeans think. That's what Americans think. They say, we work hard. We did this. We did this. We Americans. We this. We this. We Norwegians. We Swedish. We Swiss. We this. We Germans. We this. We are this. We work. You know, we don't. You know, like Africans are lazy. So, you know, we work. We work and we, this, this is the song. Now, this leads you to Deuteronomy, the corrected version of Deuteronomy 8.17. The correction of Deuteronomy 8.17 is Deuteronomy 8.18. Just the very next verse has the correction. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. That he might establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. So instead of saying my power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. You rather have to remember that it is the Lord who giveth thee the power to get wealth. So wealth is coming from God's power. Wealth is from God's power. 
God's power generates wealth and finances and money. God's power is spiritual. Concerning spirituals, the spirituality of wealth. Wealth is spiritual, whether you believe it or not. My subject is the spirituality of wealth. Remember, how many churches have started in Kolegono and got this far? Why should I say that my power and the might of my hand? Wow. And you too, you must also look at where you are and say, how many people? Huh? When you marry, you should look and say, how many people? Prettier than I. Nicer than I. Are they not blessed? Hmm? Are you there or you are leaving? Now, how does the spirituality of wealth come about? Spiritual wealth. The wealth that comes from the spiritual realm. Isaiah 48, verse 15. I, even I, have called him. I have brought him, and he shall make his way prosperous. I, even I, have spoken. Yea, I have called him, and he shall make his way prosperous. Listen, anybody who has a call of God on your life, prosperity is actually embedded in the call. And you see, people are not faithful. When God blesses them, most, most of the preachers who have wealth and prosperity are preaching about wealth and prosperity. True. Most of us who have wealth and prosperity, this is our message. Wealth and prosperity. True or not true? True. Yeah. But preachers of the cross, preachers of missions, Preachers of the gospel. Preachers of the word of God. And anybody else who has a call of God on your life. I am he that called you and I will make your way prosperous. Verse 16. Verse 16. Come near to me. I have spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was. There am I now the Lord. And the spirit has sent me. Verse 17. That says the Lord. Thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. So, the spirituality of God's, the the spiritual origins of the wealth are trying to manifest in your life through the teachings of God and God's word. Because it says in verse 17, and the Lord thy God will teach thee to, pros- to profit. I'll teach you how to profit. Which leads you by the way you should go. 
Look at it. It gets more fantastic in verse 18. It says, Oh, that thou had hearkened to my commandments. If you had listened to my commandment, then your peace would have been like a river. And your peace, oh, peace. And your righteousness would have been like the waves of the sea. Look at verse 19. And I see that also be like the sun and thy offspring, like the bowls, the gravels, the bowls and thy, of thy offspring of thy bowels, like the gravel thereof. His name should not have been cut off nor destroyed before me. Verse 20. Go ye forth. Amen. We sing it. Declare it to the end of the Lord. The Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. Verse 21. And they fasted not. You see, when you follow God, you never be thirsty. He says, they thirsted not. And you see, these are things which people don't acknowledge. Were you, have you been thirsty? Have you been thirsty when you followed, started to follow God? When he led them through the deserts? Desert, there's no water. Look, one of the dangerous places to ever be dropped into is a desert. Pray that you never be dropped in a desert in the middle of the desert. It won't happen to you in Jesus' name. And he caused the waters to flow out of the rock. He cleared the rock also and the waters gushed out. God is making you drink Coca-Cola. Water. Where there is nothing. Wow. What a blessing. What's the next verse? There is no peace, said the Lord, unto the wicked. (laughs) So, the spiritual origins of God's, of the wealth that God gives, comes from following God. Listening to his commandments. Genuinely. And following him. Not from preaching about money every day. Not from turning the church into a bank. But it comes from trusting God. And following him. In your life and with your life. Amen. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. So I shall be in difficulty all the time. No, the, the Lord is my shepherd, so what? I shall not walk. So closeness to the shepherd guarantees prosperity for your life. And this is what you must expect. The spirituality of wealth. You see, connections to the shepherd, connection to teaching... And the Lord that teacheth thee to prosper. Oh, that thou hast hearkened to my commandment. So teaching commandment shepherd. You see, teaching commandment shepherd. Prosperity. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Verse 2. Verse 2. He makes me lie down in the midst of food. Look, green pasture for a sheep. It's like as far as your eyes can see. Here are corned beef. From here till as as your eyes can see, it's corned beef. That's what it means to lie down in the midst of green. You are not a sheep, you eat corned beef. So, the corned beef is far. If it's Gary, you like it, it's going far. It is tuna. It's going tuna to the ends of the world, tuna. If it's Kenke, mountains. Receive it in the name of Jesus. It makes me lie down in the middle of my food. My favorite food. You eat your favorite food from now. 
those of you whose favorite food is wache, but you have been eating dairy and beans. Your favorite food is fufu and granite soup. But you have been eating curry and beans. Expect good things. He makes me lie down in the midst of the granite soup. Everywhere I'm swimming, my swimming pool is granite soup. The oil is on top of the granite soup. Fishes are swimming through the granite soup. The goat is moving the tail. What, what, I mean, what does it mean? He makes me to lie down in grease, but is it not in the middle of your food? Is it the green pasta that you eat or not? And he makes you lie down in the middle of your food. He leads you by still waters. Calmness, the spirituality of wealth. If you ask me to tell you the truth, all the blessing of the Lord that I have seen, I'm talking about financial, it comes from these three words. Isaiah 48, 17 says, He teacheth me, He teacheth me to profit, He leadeth me. These words, teacheth, leadeth. And then verse uh, 20, oh, that thou hast hearkened to, verse 18, thou hast hearkened to my commandments. So commandments, teaching, leading, shepherd. Lord is my shepherd. Closeness to the shepherd is a guarantee. Wealth is extremely, so if you ask me now, now I'm a good example for you to ask that question. Because I work very hard. I work hard. By a certain time of the day, I've already been up for 12 hours. By sometime by, by midday, sometime by one, sometimes by two, I've already been awake for 12 hours. Already, if it's 12 hours a day, I've already been 12 hours. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, by that time, sometimes it's already 12 hours. I've already worked for 12 hours. Before another start, I start another whatever. If you are talking about hard work or working and diligent or whatever. If you talk about doing different things at the same time, I do all those things. We need different things. You never know what I'm doing. Different things, all in the same moment. Yes. But if you ask me what, I'll say this is the Lord. Because I see and I know people who work very hard. You know, one day some people were working for me. You know, my, my, my people who work for me, what, what most of the people who work for me have worked for me all, all, all their life. From the time they start, usually carpenters, masons, it's all their life. Yes. And one day I look, I said, No. After working, they are not earning much. I started to help them how to make the estimate. Because I could see they were not prospering from the work they were doing. I have to help them to prepare their estimate because they don't know how to do the calculations. You, they are not making it harder. Oh, how many have worked hard and you wonder? You've wondered, 
Shelley. It's spiritual. So if you ask me what do I should give you what I think, I'll say this. Lord is my shepherd. His guidance, his teaching, his commandment, his leading. I, I feel that if I stay close, nothing that I've tried to do to me has worked. But what he has worked. That's why this is when I pray, I tell the Lord, you know, I know I'm asking difficult things. But, you know, if, you, if I don't ask such a thing, then I'm not asking God. So you need to answer my prayer for this difficult one. Because I know that I have to ask something that shows you are God. What I'm asking cannot be done by myself. And I can never do it. I cannot do it, you know. There's no way in my lifetime I can do what I'm asking for. So I'm only asking him to do it. Whenever I come and pray, I say, I'm here again, Lord. And I know I feel I've been bothering you with these particular issues. Yes. And I expect him to answer. Are you listening? Yeah. So I'm a good, I'm a good candidate to ask that question. Yeah. If you were to ask me, how, why is President Akufuado president? Is it his good campaign, his this leadership, this? He, I don't know what answer he would give. I don't know what answer he would give. I don't know what answer President Mahama would give for being the president. But if you ask me, I'll say, oh, the grace of God. It's the grace of God. It's the God's grace that made him to be the president of Ghana. That's all. It's just the grace of God. But not as the leadership, I mean, the policies of NPP. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think the grace of God. What about you, where you are? And where you will be? Where you need to be? Listen, only the grace of God can do it for you. You say, I'm doing law. You are doing law. Shall I show you a lot of lawyers? They are the most hateful hustlers. They've done law, but they are hustling. Or you've not seen hustling lawyers? Without cars, even without a car, full of bitterness. If they get one case, to fight a case that does no makes no sense, just to fight, just to get some money, you see them fight. You have to meet some of them. Hungry, hustlers, full of bitterness, hatefulness. Huh? The color is colored. White has become brown. Yes. <laughs> the jacket is now white. The black jacket is now white. <laughs> Fantastic. Tell somebody the spirituality of wealth. Tell the person concerning spirituals, I will not have you ignorant. Fantastic. Now, we are, go- we are going higher. Are you ready to get a little deeper? Fantastic. Psalm 104 verse 24. Oh Lord, how manifold are thy works. In wisdom thou hast made them all. 
earth is full of thy riches. All the earth is full of thy riches. So is this great and wide sea wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. There go the ships. There is that Leviathan whom thou hast made to play therein. These all wait upon thee that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. All the animals are waiting on God and dependent on God to give them meat in due season. Except human beings. Who have disconnected themselves from God. You see, of the animals created, it's only human beings who have separated ourselves. I don't need you, God. But all the rest of the animals need God and depend on God for their meat in their due season. And they wait. And you watch antelopes. The other day I was talking to somebody. I was watching a lions and antelopes film. And he was saying, oh, he feels very sad. doesn't want to watch. He feels very sad for the antelope. I told him, don't feel sad. The antelopes are becoming more. The antelopes are victorious. They are becoming millions. The lions are getting fewer. God has provided meat for all of them. You say you've got big teeth. I I give birth quickly. I give birth twice a year, three times a year. And we are plenty. Millions. You see them, wildebeest, millions. Antelopes, millions. God is providing for them. You see the lions, you see buffalo, you see they're eating one buffalo. Don't feel sad. You have not stood the whole picture when you see. No. You see giraffes. So this giraffe, I, he saw, uh, we were watching then, about eight lions came and surrounded. I told him, you see, I've been watching them. I've seen how God provides giraffe. I said, don't worry for the giraffe. There's no problem. When the giraffe turned around and just the, the leg, pray. You see, that's why you, you, you don't also go near giraffes. It's onale docile and onale, onale calm. The lions started. I watched a film for eight hours. Eight lions surrounded a giraffe. They couldn't bring it down. Throughout the night. Turn around. I wish I could show you that film. If I, if I can find it. Amazing. God provides. No, it's not that. That's not a movie. That's not a movie. <laughs> And God is going to provide for the weakest of you, for the smallest of you, for the nobodies, for the apparently nobodies, God will provide for you. Hallelujah. Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? You know, years ago, I heard Derek Prince saying this. He said, all the animals depend on God. Only human beings have the spirit of independence and detach themselves from God. So I want you to come back to God with the spirit of dependence on God. Trust in God and lean on God. Say, God, you are my provider. You will take care of me. Lead me. Show me the way. Help me in my life. That is why sometimes widows and orphans 
sometimes become such great stars. Yes. One day I was in the hospital. One of our pastors died. I was standing there, sad, and a professor came to me. He was a heart surgeon. A famous heart surgeon. And he said to me, listen, I know you you feel very sad. You may even think God has forsaken you. Why has all this happened? He said, he said to me, death is part of life. And he said to me, when I, I, when I was born, my father, was, my father died when my mother was pregnant with me. He said, if my father had been alive, maybe I would not have become a cardiothoracic surgeon. A heart surgeon. Famous heart surgeon. We were standing outside the dead body. As he was born fatherless, God picked him up. Made him whatever. Which even if his own father was there, maybe he would not have been. So God has his way. God is wonderful. God has Sulia. God, you see, God is a world. He's a world player. He can take the ball and before you realize he's scoring seven nil. Everything will change. <laughs> You believe it? Now, it's going to get a little more exciting. And I pray today there are businessmen and other types of people here as well. Because amazing what you're about to see in the Bible. Turn with me to Romans. Ah, my thing says low battery. So if the battery goes off, then that's it. Now, Romans chapter 12 and verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. Everybody say members. There are certain... What's happening? Something's going wrong. What is that? Ha! <sighs> Sudden drop in battery. Now, For us, we have many members. Hmm? Fantastic. All members have not the same office. Everybody notice the word office. Verse 6. Fantastic. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. Verse 6 Having then gifts Everybody say gifts So we are seeing the word gifts We are seeing the word office We are seeing the word member Hmm. 
Whether it is prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith hmm? or ministry. Let us wait on our ministering hmm? on teach he that teacheth. Let him wait on teaching. Wow. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation and he that giveth let him do it with simplicity and he that ruleth with diligence and he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness now notice right there he's saying that he that giveth you see this is where we are talking about the spirituality of money You see, the spirituality of money goes higher and further. All right? And he says that there's actually an office. These things are actually offices and gifts. So I believe that in this last era, we are going to see people with the office. Of giving with the gift of giving. Yes. And you see, the spirituality of wealth, that wealth is actually has spiritual origins. So there is a ministry of giving. And it must be around because if I am a pastor, there must be a giver somewhere. If I am a pastor, there must be a giver somewhere in my life and in the ministry, if I am a pastor. And there must be somebody and some people that God will use to give. Now, notice what he says, an office. Hey. So, if you have faith in the spirituality of wealth, you will know that God can actually place you in an office. And your office is the office of giving. Just like how my office is teaching. The word office is used there. Verse 5. is office. Office. Huh? Office. Yes. Is it the, the next verse, I think? Verse 6. Having then gifts different. No, before that, verse, verse 4. Verse 4. For we have many members, and all members have not the same office. So now comes the office of giving. Financial, Dr. Ogo. Financial giving. People are going to be raised up to give. Because in this last day, God is calling me to do even more things than I have done up till now. Now, there may be some people that have to pay for it. I have to dream somebody's offices to pay. What do you think? Yeah. Now, in the past, where we have ever mentioned this, we have everybody screaming, "Wow!" 
That's my ministry. I'm into the financial. All those people, we never saw them coming to do anything in the church. True. Yes. Some, I remember one guy, he came and told me, I'm into cashew nuts. Years ago, he said, I'm to cashew nut plantation. He said, my work is to bring money to support your work. And I'm going to support you. I said, wow. He said, I have cashew plantations in here, here, here. I said, wow. Since the day that he told me that he has cashew plantations, up till today that I'm speaking, today is Sunday, I've never seen him again. (laughs) Is it not amazing? Cashew plantations. The next thing I saw was that I think he went for a loan and I saw him driving one of these top Range Rovers and so on. And I never saw him again. He said he, said he uses that car to go around the nation, around his cashew plantations. It's vanished into thin air. But you will not vanish into thin air. You cannot vanish into thin air like that. There is a new anointing and a new wave and a new office and a new gift. Of giving. Now, when you, you, you can, let me show you how you see the people whom God has called for giving. Shall I show you? Are you sure you want to know? You know, the Bible said Jesus came and he gave somebody ten talents. He gave somebody five talents. He gave somebody two talents or one talent. Is it two or one? One. Now, the guy with the one talent said, to do with this and the bible says he went and dig the ground he had enough energy to dig yes he was working you see there are wicked people who know how to hide they hide the one talent that they have sometimes you are shocked to see what they do with money they hid it from the church hid it from god Although it was small, they should have used that small thing for the work of God. But instead of using it, they hid it. So you see them spending money. You know, one time I was looking at some of my church members. I met them said, we are going to Germany to watch World Cup on Friday. We'll be back on Monday. I said, wow. It was a group of them. They were going to watch World Cup. When Germany was hosting, they were going for the weekend. It's live on Metro TV and you are going to watch it in Germany. No problem. But when it's time to give, it's hidden from the church. Hidden. He says, they went and dig and so that they make efforts to shield it from the church. You think people don't have money? I remember as far back as um, about almost 20 years ago, we needed some money. And I called some people. I said, I need a lot of money. 
We are in a big problem. Help us. One, one guy, he even said we should come to the house. We sat with him. His house is in one of the posh areas of Accra. Outside in the car drive is his gleaming Mercedes Benz. He, he made us explain the details. We won't give up. He made us explain and go through what the problem is and all seven. Then he has this diplomatic way of <clears throat> granting like a, what do you call it? I don't want to mention the animal that grants like that. <laughs> that was it. From that day till now. But there were five people in that time. I always remember them. Each one of them took $20,000 and said, here, here, here. Most of them said, no, this, such people, they don't even ask you. I'm talking about 20 years ago. They don't even ask you. They don't want to announce or they don't just, they just took it like I gave 20, 20, 20, 20. In, in seconds, I had 100,000 physically. But this man made us sit down. We went through the details. This and this, 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 this. this. Huh? And gave nothing. The next time I saw he was traveling abroad on various trips. Yes. The spiritual. One of them said, I should have given you 100,000. I feel ashamed to be giving you 20,000. Yes. He gave the twin said, You take this one. So we want to write things. No thank you, no receipt, nothing. Just go. You'll be like that easily. The office of giving. Yes. Yes. And in this latter era, there are going to be people. Whom God is going to... You know, real givers, they don't make fan, fanfare of it. One person was watching my television program. He just donated $100,000. I don't even know. I've never seen, never said thank you, never had... I don't know. He just vanished. Jesus, I'm just giving. I was preaching a message on agency. Yes, he just gave. 100000 US dollars. No, are you not even so thank you at ceremony... People who don't give, they are the ones who want the ceremony. They sit down and explain things. The spirituality of wealth. The spirituality of wealth. Wealth is very spiritual in its origins. And it's so spiritual that there's actually a ministry that is like an anointing to actually be giving. Which obviously means an anointing to be receiving. You see, because you can't give what you don't have. So there is actually a gift. That's why he said, this he that has a gift. You know, and then the office. He started, he's listed it among, he's standing next to teaching. He's standing next to teaching. Exhortation. Ministry. Teaching. Verse 7. Then exhortation. Then giving. They are together. So if I'm here and I have teaching, that I know the giving people are just around. You must be around. You are around in the name of Jesus.
the spirituality of wealth. Yes. Are you still around? Yeah. Now, if God sends you on a mission field, he always raises people to help. Always. I don't know how, but he raises people. I'm not talking about giving money to the pastor. I'm talking about the call of God. It's like the person has a call to give. And that means to receive. I don't believe in, you know, you know, as a pastor, if somebody gives and I feel that the person shouldn't give, I often say, look, I don't know how you can give this amount. Are you sure? It's, I don't want a problem. Don't come and give your business loan. Listen, let's be serious. When you give a loan you have gone to get from the bank and you give your house, you, can, you, you, you don't have anywhere to stay after giving your house. Please, let's be serious about giving. No. The other day I was reading the newspaper and said, uh, so and so lawyers are taking a man of God to court because he donated so much, so many hundred thousand dollars for his building project, and I think they ran into difficulty. So now he's suing the church to return. I think he's not bored and left the church. Oh, yeah, not correct. You've left the church. Now he's suing the church to get the money back. I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> Your car, you are taking taxi, and I don't need your car. And if God has blessed you with many cars, you want to say, Bishop, take this Tico, take this Datsun 120Y, maybe you can use it for something. So I have so many pastors, I have so many missionaries who don't have cars. If, if you give me a car, give me cars, I will give, I will share them. I have so many that I can measure off my fingertips like this, plenty. Pastors, missionaries, even bishops, they don't have cars. I have several bishops, they don't even have a car. Yeah. I have a lot to do with all these things if you give me. I personally, I don't need it. Even you can't buy the car you buy, I won't use it. You see, one day somebody bought an expensive car for me. I told him, I said, look, I called him for a meeting. I said, you know, let's be serious. <laughs> <laughs> I said, look, this car, I cannot drive it. Because it, it doesn't suit me. And it's too expensive for me. I, 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 don't, I don't fit into this car. And I don't want you to bring this car. Then when I don't use it, you'll be offended. So I don't, I beg you. Yeah. Give it to another place. Yes. Listen, God is going to bless you in the office of giving. I believe it. I believe it. As I speak now, I have bills of hundreds of thousands of US dollars all around me that have been informed of on the left, right, and center, even today. Yes, it has come to me. This is the situation. This is the situation. This is the situation. Our convoy is moving from South Africa. We have spent so much money in South Africa and they finally have arrived in Zambia. We have a huge team. 
and they have been there for some months. We have used so much money. We are now starting. I've arrived finally in Zambia, and we are now starting so many things. So much money. I have so many things I need. I need givers. And I believe God is raising them. I believe it. I believe it. You know, since we started the mission, I've never been in need. God told me, count your pennies, you'll be okay. I can't remember a single day where it's like we, we are in financial crisis. No, maybe we just don't have the money to pay, but we are not in a crisis. And we'll never be by the grace of God. The office and the gift. So that means that an office of somehow doing business or doing well, I don't know how. Yes, doing well. You'll be receiving and prospering spiritual. spiritual. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. I have people that will build churches. They will take, even already, we have some people starting to do that. And I can see that it's an office. A brother came and said, I want to build a church. I said, are you serious? Let's be serious. Because do you know what is involved in a church? But he seems to be serious. Every time he's bringing money, this is for the church. This is very common. He wants to build personally. This is a church that he is building. Wow. Oh, yes. And I'm watching. I can see it's the office of giving. And I don't mean come and give your capital, come and give your loan, come and give your what? Your wife's inheritance. <laughs> Your family house, your family property. Let's be serious. Now listen. I'll tell you something. It's going to surprise you. Put that scripture up. You see, teaching, exhorting, giving, ruling, the government. It's all connected and giving is right in the middle of it. Do you know why? You see, without a ruler, without a teacher, there's nothing to give to. The office of giving is like the office of a wife. You see, there are many ladies, they don't cook when they are on their own. But you'll be surprised when they marry, they start cooking. Even those who can't cook, they somehow develop the art, I mean, by force and by force, you see that it starts to come up slowly. Hey! Charlie, how for do? Because you've married. So they start to come up. A lot of the ladies, even when they are, even married when their husband goes, they're just there, they don't cook, they don't, they don't do anything, they're just there. But when the man comes around, they see that, hey! My gift has to come. I've got to be serious in my office. Yes. The cooking office is packed into power and into fire. Because there is somebody to eat the food. So brothers, don't be too worried about the sisters who are not able to cook now. The office of teaching hasn't come. So the office of giving is also not there. Now, the level at which this ministry is operating now, it sparks the gift of giving and prosperity so that the office of giving, ruling, teaching, exhorting are able to all work together. 
Yeah. So receive your office of giving in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Those who have been giving thousand dollars will be giving ten thousand. Those who have been giving ten thousand will be giving hundred thousand. Recently, a stranger came up here. He said to me, God has shown me that somebody is going to give you one million dollars. Yeah, I don't know him from anywhere, not from Ghana. He said, I just need to see you for one minute. He said, God has shown me. He showed me, he told me about three things. One of them is that somebody is going to come and give you one million dollars. Not a Ghanaian. Yeah, he just said, I have to tell you. And then he left. I've never seen him again. A white man. Yeah. He said, I'm a prophet. I just want to say. You see, the level of the ministry is, is packing the other offices into action. Yes. Yes. You know, if you listen to my old preaching, you hear me say, I don't have a secretary, I don't have this, I don't have the. You see, but now I have many of all these. <laughs> because they, everybody is busy. If you even feel sorry for those who work for me, they are always tired. Sometimes when I'm traveling, I say, rest. All of you, go and sleep. When I come back, it starts again. (laughs) Zechariah, chapter 1. Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? Are you going to walk in this fantastic gift that God is giving? Zechariah chapter 1. And we're ending with that. Sure. You don't want to close. Be serious. <laughs> Verse 16. Beautiful. Beautiful. This is the prophecy for you. Therefore, that says the Lord, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. And we have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem. So God is saying, I have returned to my people with mercies. I've returned to Jerusalem with mercies. Wow. And my house shall be built in it. That's what God's house is going to be built. Now, there are two peoples in the world today whose God's special eye is upon. And he is doing what we call restoration of his people. Israel as a nation and the church of God as his spiritual nation. So these two are very similar. And what God is doing to Israel he is doing to the church. What is happening to Israel? He is restoring it to its proper place. That's why Israel has come back to its land. Since for 2,000 years. It's now since 1947, 14th of May. It is there, Israel. 7th May, I believe. 7th May. Israel. Restored. And go to Tel Aviv today. The cities. There's no city like that in the whole of the Middle East. Skyscrapers, technology, everything. Tel Aviv is a fantastic place. 
He's restoring Israel back to its original land and its original state, status, prosperity, the building of the house of God, everything. And the church is being restored to its original status because God, these are God's peoples in the earth to its power, to its honor, to its spirituality, to its work. Yes, it's taking its rightful place. Just as Israel has taken its place in the United Nations as a real nation, the church is also taking its place in the midst of God's power as he's restoring the church. Yes, he says, I am returned to Jerusalem and with mercies and my house shall be built in it, says the Lord, and a line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. In other words, measurements are going to take place. Verse 17. Cry and say, that says the Lord, my cities. My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. God is going to spread his cities and his work through prosperity abroad. Spirit, you see, this is the spirituality of wealth. Yes, it's a very spiritual thing. Very spiritual. The fact that, you know, all over the world they say where people believe in God, they are poor. But you see, America is the richest. They, they believe in God. <laughs> It, it totally goes against their, their It's like Africa, they believe in God And they are poor And it goes all around In Europe, they don't believe in God, they are rich Here, they don't believe in God, they are rich But what bro- bro- breaks that theory is that America believes in God And they are the richest So what will you say now? Shame Through prosperity God has made America the richest And their money is not from oil France, or is it France or Norway, one of those can be declared by 2040, all their cars will be electric. They will not use oil in France. 2040, that's, they will not use oil again. You watch and see. People that are dependent on Middle East oil. Obana Noko, you see that, Charlie? The oil is everywhere and people are not even using it again. Technology, electricity. We're driving 160 kilometers per hour of electricity. Yes. Hydro car. It uses water to, to move. That's it. And America is not built on oil. And recently, America have discovered some technology to use all the old oil that they couldn't get at first. And they have that technology. So it has made their oil more. Yes. God is bringing more prosperity to the people who believe in Him. Do you believe it? Father, I thank you for the multi-millionaires that you are spreading all around me and all around this ministry. Givers and men who stand in the office of giving with the gift of giving, members for giving. I give you thanks. I give you praise for your great provision of the gift of wealth and the spirituality, the original, the origins of wealth, Lord. Spiritual origins of wealth. Receive the gift of God. Receive the wealth of God. Receive your office of giving. Receive the blessing of the Lord that you may stand in the office of giving in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your hand and thank God that it's happening practically in your life, in your ministry. Thank you. Thank you for your office. There will be nobody left out. Even one talent. You will not hide it anymore. You will not hide it anymore. Ah, 
We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory, Jesus. of the gift of God into the lives and to the hearts of your children. Poverty will be wiped out. The gift of giving is released. The blessing of giving has come to stay. Thanks a million, Jesus. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. Builders of churches are released. Financiers of projects are released. Givers of dollars and pounds and millionaires are released. Helpers, strangers shall walk into your midst and give and return to where they came from. Angels shall direct wealth and millions to come into your hands and establish work of God. My cities through prosperity 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 shall yet be spread abroad. Thank you for missions, great accomplishments builders of churches all over the world give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Place your hand on your heart. I impart the heart of the giver into your life into your heart into your spirit receive it in the name of Jesus stand in your office the office of giving the office of teaching Whatever grace God makes available to you, may it multiply. May you never hide your gift. May you not dig the ground and say it is too small. May you walk higher and higher in the gift of giving. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for providing. I know I don't stand alone, but I'm surrounded by several multi-millionaires and givers of good things to your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Receive it. It's yours. You live in it. You see it practically. And every mission will have people that support it. All over the world, missions will be supported and helped and blessed to build, to teach, to do the will of God and the will of God in the name Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Give the Lord a shout and a clap of praise.
you want to give your life to Jesus. Pastor, help me. Pray with me. Pray for me. I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want him to change my life. If you are here like that, I'm going to pray for you now. Pastor, pray with me, please. Please help me to know God. If you are here like that, wherever you are, I want to pray with you this evening. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift your right hand up high quickly. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high. I want Jesus to come into my life. If you've lifted your hand, come directly to me now. Come from where you are standing. Come right here. I want to, I want to pray with you. Come. Come all the way. God bless you. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to you. Have mercy on me. I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
Are you having a great time? Do you want more? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together as we welcome the Milky Way stars.
you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of cancelling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Energy. 